You're listening to The Sikron Show, episode number 170. In this episode, I'm speaking to Osman Sharif about how to get out of overwhelm by knowing your superpowers. Welcome to The Sikron Show. I'm your host, Sikron, creator of Samba, the MBA program for online entrepreneurs. With each episode, I'll share with you inspiring case studies and interviews to help you achieve your dreams and turn your passion into profits. Thank you for spending time with me today. Building an online business takes time. I share with you proven strategies to help you get there faster. You'll also learn how to master your mindset, up-level your marketing, and succeed with masterminds. Today's guest is Osman Sharif, who is a rapid transformation coach. Osman helps his clients get out of their own way so they can overcome their mindset blocks, like overwhelm, and work with their natural talents. By going to signal.com forward slash 170, you'll find links to Osman Sharif and the show notes of this episode. I'm so excited to be here with Osman Sharif, who I have kind of known and not known for a while through the interwebs. I've been a Facebook friend for a while, and I'm glad that uh, he finally reached out to me to do this podcast interview. Thank you for being on the show, Osman. Thank you for having me. I, I love the, the wonders of technology, Sigrun. I feel like I know you already through Instagram and Facebook, and we get to properly speak now. <laughs> yes, yes. So we have a few common friends, and that's how often it works. That's basically how you grow your network. You see that someone is a common friend, and you get curious about them, and their names pop up again and again and again. And then one day you're kind of like, hey, I think I'm supposed to know you now. <laughs> And that's the way it work. It has worked with us, right? Absolutely, absolutely. I think there's that element of your name kept popping up, and I listened to your podcast, and you've been in my ears whilst I've been doing a lot of traveling. And then I thought, you know, I'm just literally going to reach out and say, let's have a conversation. <laughs> perfect, perfect. Yeah, and actually, uh, I love interviewing people that I know. So having some kind of a knowledge of you on the interwebs is is really helpful because I feel we can dive right into a a juicy topic. So you uh, help, uh, you know, small business owners and entrepreneurs like myself, but we all have our speciality. Before we dive into that, and we, I know we want to dissect the topic overwhelm here, uh, let's go back. How come you're doing what you do today? Absolutely. So I started off my career as a HR manager in the corporate world. So I worked in Marks and Spencers in the UK and also in the banking industry. And I always loved working with people. So I thought that's the best type of role. But have you ever had that point where you think you know what you want to make happen? So I had that career in mind and I actually achieved it really quickly. And I got there and I thought, is this it? <laughs> and that was a kind of a really scary moment for me in terms of smashing my goals, thinking I wanted to climb that corporate ladder and then thinking, I don't want to be doing this for the rest of my life. And at that point, I actually kind of then came across um, a toolkit called Neuro Linguistic Programming, NLP. And that for me was like a, a game changer because finally, I've always loved helping people, but there was tools that I actually was able to use that could get really quick results. So that kind of took me down a different path over about 13 years ago now, where I started to think, I love these tools. I want to help people to get out, you know, their way 
to actually get unstuck. So I then kind of decided, do I climb the corporate ladder or do I actually go and create my own business as well? So I did that over 11 years ago. And I first of all started to specialize in delivering NLP courses up and down the country, coaching clients around that. And then I started to look at who do I love working with? And typically it was those that were small business owners, especially those that have come from a kind of traditional corporate type of work and world. Because like me, and I'm sure you might have had the same kind of idea, it is a completely different kettle of fish. You know, when you start your own business, it took me quite a while to stop being an employee and actually start to think and feel and act like an entrepreneur. And that's what I love helping people do to basically get out their way and actually grow their business rapidly. Yeah. So, yeah. A lot of us come from corporate. I originally studied architecture. So even before I finished my study, I realized, no, is this it? You know, I'm not sure this is what I want to do with the rest of my life. Definitely. And it's a scary thing as well, especially when you think you know. And even when it comes to, you know, when we've got our own businesses, a lot of my clients and even myself, there's times where you think, I know what I want to do. And you start making progress towards it. And then you start to question yourself and go, is this really it or what's next in that way? So we can often get overwhelmed even at very different kind of stages of our business as well. And that's our topic today. One of the, let's say, it's a popular word. I'm not sure I like the word overwhelm, but uh, if you ask a group of people, entrepreneurs, and I have a lot of female entrepreneurs in my programs and they say, oh, overwhelm. Like, you know, what is stopping you from moving forward? And they say, it's overwhelm. So if we had a magic pill for against overwhelm, uh, we would buy lots of it and somebody would become a billionaire. But you have a different take on overwhelm. I've brought up this topic before on my podcast. I've done a own podcast episode. I also had uh, April Perry on the podcast episode talking about how to build your command center. But you have a different take on this. And that's why I'm very curious to talk about overwhelm. So first of all, where does it come from? It can come from, from my experience, a number of sources, okay? And for me, I like to keep things super, super simple. I call it the rapid transformation formula, which allows us to figure out where specifically are things working for us or not working for us, okay? So I keep it simple in terms of for any business owner or entrepreneur, we need to have the right design, the right mindset, and the right strategies. And if you've got either one, two, or three of those not working for you, automatically you can become overwhelmed, okay? So often you can become overwhelmed, let's say, for example, with the design, if you don't know what you're looking to achieve, right? So you're running around, you're doing lots of things, but then you're thinking, I'm not doing enough, or they're doing so much better than me. So if you have a lot of that comparisonitis, but also, when we actually look at what we are looking to make happen in our business, we can be overwhelmed if we are designing a business that actually doesn't fit with our personality and our entrepreneurial superpower is what I kind of call it and refer to it. So that's why when it comes to you know figuring out what you want to do, that's what I help my clients do to get really clear, not just about goals. Goals is a tiny part of it. It's then also looking at how does that fit in with actually what's important to you in terms of your values because that's what actually gets you motivated. How does it fit in with your superpower? How does it fit in with your lifestyle? And that's just one component, Sigrun. And then you've got the mindset because you can have the best goal in mind. You can be so clear about what you want to make happen, but if what's happening in here is actually holding you back, if you're talking to yourself in a negative way, if you've had limiting beliefs, for example, or experiences in the past that you're still holding on to, that can cause you to feel overwhelmed as well. 
So therefore, I'm always about looking at how do we put our finger on what the real challenge is. And even from a mindset perspective, so many entrepreneurs, and again, I still fall into this camp at points, we try and do everything ourselves, or we try and think, I need to be an all-rounder. But when you understand, okay, what is my superpower? It then allows you to have that mindset to go, let me focus as much of my time to actually do that. Then the last part is strategies, right? Because that's where it becomes so simple in my, my experience. If you've got the right design, if you've got the right mindset and you know what your superpower is, you can then go, what's the best game to play or the best you know strategies to follow for me? And even for me and you, Sigrun, we've got different superpowers, okay? And we'll talk about that, I'm sure, during this kind of this conversation. But if I was to do the exact same strategies as you, I would be overwhelmed. And if you were to do the same strategies as me, you would probably be overwhelmed because of our different personalities and actually what gets us into flow. So basically, you are overwhelmed when you are not doing what you're supposed to be doing? Yeah, if you've not got the clarity of what you're doing, but also if you're doing things that actually don't focus on in your your superpower. So let me kind of talk about that a wee bit because when I first started my business, okay, I had a blueprint. I wanted to be an NLP trainer. So I went and did the NLP practitioner courses, master practitioner courses. I went to America to do my, my training to be a trainer. And therefore, I had something to go, right, let me get out there and make it happen. And that actually worked really well for my type of personality. So I kind of use a profiling tool called Wealth Dynamics, which was created by Roger Hamilton. And I'll talk about how I came across that as well. So I had something, and I'm a trader profile out of the eight personality types there. So I was able to quickly take something and go, right, how do I now grow my business around it? The materials are already ready there. I just had to learn the different tools and go, right, let me go out there and spread that because that's what my goal was. But then quite quickly, I started to go, well, this is happening. I'm getting people on my courses. I'm loving doing what I'm doing. But then it was like the now what? And that's the part where I then started to kind of, you know, when everybody does it, starts to look around them in the world. Who else is in their industry? And then you think, right, well, actually, you know, Tony Robbins, for example, you know, he does a lot. He came from an NLP background initially. Well, he does big, massive events. So then I thought, well, this man, that's what I should do. Then I'd look at other people and I'd go, right, okay, if I'm doing an event, this is the type of way that they're getting results. But honestly, it got to the point, even when I was actually doing some of those strategies, I would feel like I'm a different person. I would feel really overwhelmed. And even people that knew me, they would say, right, you get to a certain point and you feel different. You've got a kind of a different energy. So one of my good friends, a business kind of owner as well, said to me, have you ever done kind of wealth dynamics? And I've come from a HR background, so I've done so many personality tests out there and they all have value to add. And I thought, first of all, seriously, yeah, I know what I am from Myers-Briggs and all that. But I thought, right, I'm a curious person. I love learning. So I did the profile test. And when I got my results, honestly, I kind of went, finally, right? Because it was so applicable. It made me realize that actually I'm a trader profile. Whereas the people that I was looking up to, like Tony Robbins, they're more like star profiles. So no wonder whenever I was trying to follow some of their strategies, I was getting overwhelmed. So that was when the penny dropped for me, when I realized, okay, what's the things that get me into flow? And this isn't about making life, you know, easy and staying in your comfort zone, not at all. But what it allows you to do is 
How do you actually get the best results? How do you actually kind of become alive and actually do your best work? So for me in my world, that's why I love, love, love my coaching clients that I work with. I get really invested in them and I still work with them on kind of a one-to-one basis and also in my my small group in terms of my, my mastermind community. And it's so important for me to really understand them, what they're doing, their values. And that's kind of where it's because of my personality. Whereas for someone else, you know, if they're more like a star profile and you can kind of share your experience, they love a lot of variety, for example, okay? And they love kind of like spreading their message. So if you were working on a one-to-one basis for a consistent period of time as a star profile, you'd probably get a bit overwhelmed or bored or feeling like, is this it? Does that make sense? But that's all because I kind of understand my personality and I use that in what I do in a kind of business sense as well. Yeah, so this really boils down to not being alignment, I guess. Overwhelm is out of alignment. And when you think about people saying, oh, I'm overwhelmed, sometimes it's the all the to-do list. But actually, when you say it with the terms of the design and the mindset and the superpowers, it's much more simple than that. It's just out of alignment. Yeah, definitely. And therefore, it allows you to go, some people could be so out of alignment that they have to completely overhaul what they're doing. So there's been people I've worked with that they've started kind of, you know, they came to me with a business and then I realized and when we have conversations to go, ah, okay, it doesn't necessarily play to my values. It doesn't necessarily play to my actually wealth dynamics profile. So therefore they can completely change their, their business model. But for others, they can go, that's why, you know, it might be just a fine tune for them to go, you know, I just need to get a little bit back on track for them to kind of find their sweet spot as well. And again, often it's down to mindset, which is kind of where I love all the NLP tools that I've kind of come because then I can go, if anybody says to me, I can't do that, it's no longer going, I don't accept that. I then go, right, how do we figure out where that belief comes from and how do we overcome that? But then again, when it comes down to the strategies, keep it simple. Do you know what I mean? Because if you were trying to do something, like I say, that doesn't fit with you naturally, you will avoid it. Or when you do it, it will feel really hard. I use the example where my wife, okay, she is great at like spreadsheet stuff. I don't really love doing spreadsheet stuff. It's not really in my kind of superpower. So I remember the time I'm sitting, you know, crunching numbers on a spreadsheet and I must have looked like I was like having a nightmare. So my, my beautiful wife looks over my shoulder and she's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, well, I'm trying to get all this to kind of make sense. And she's like, you just need to do a pivot table. And I'm like, a pivot what, right? So something for her that would be so easy that would have taken like five minutes if I continue to do it with my own kind of feelings and my kind of strengths, it would have taken me hours and hours and hours and I probably wouldn't have got the best work. So as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, it's up to us to then think about how can we spend most of our time playing to our strengths and then how do we then get other people who have got other strengths to actually come and complement what we do as well because we can have a bigger impact in that way and stop ourselves being overwhelmed. That's true. Although in the beginning of our business, we kind of have to be a jack of all trades and just, you know, (laughs) uh, swallow it that we have to do the Excel spreadsheet or in case of the one-on-one coaching example you brought up, like if that's not our, maybe it's our son of genius, but let's say it's not really what we're meant to do in life, you know, in terms of spreading the message, still we need to build a business from scratch, right? Totally. 
totally agree with you. And that's where it's not an excuse for you to go, oh, I don't do it. I'm not going to, you know, I need to get outsource it because actually we need to have a lot of the, the experience and the decisions as that business owner. But a couple of things that we can actually do that can make a difference, especially at the start is spend the time. So instead of like, if, if you're doing something that you know is not in your superpower, instead of you spreading that throughout your whole week, for example, what I encourage my clients to do is to go, okay, you can't outsource it just now, but actually ring fence it. So do it, you know, like for a couple of hours, you know, on one day a week. So therefore you're containing it and therefore it's not leaking into your whole week because otherwise that's where we can start to feel like, a, oh, this is hard work and we've got all these different kind of things on our shoulders. But if you actually go, right, let's do, let's use the example of the, the spreadsheets again. Okay, I'm going to do that. I'm going to focus on the finances for two hours. And after that, I'm going to do something that will get me back in my zone of genius. Therefore, it allows it to become a lot more manageable. But make a list of also the things that as soon as you get to that point where you can get help, that you go, that's the first thing that I'm going to kind of let go of. Because I see so many people, you know, I'm sure you've heard that as well. People say, I've not got enough time. I want to get another me. So you, you try and get someone that's like you in your business. But actually, that's one of the worst things that you could do. Instead, you'd look at what are the things that you are not that great at doing and how do you then kind of plug the gaps um, with those type of people as well. So therefore, you don't have to actually get another one of you or someone that's similar to you because that can cause clashes as well. If you've got too many similar people in the business, you're not necessarily going to kind of grow it or kind of all the different parts that are necessary as well. Yeah. So I like the idea of ring fencing it and doing it one day a week. I think that would really make a lot of people much happier starting out in their business and that this becomes the first thing you outsource, of course. But let's say somebody's listening, they're overwhelmed. Uh, maybe they're not going to kind of hire a coach to do on a program right now. What are the steps they could just take right in this moment for themselves? For me, first of all, it goes back to, and again, I'm, I'm happy to give a gift to your, your listeners here, you know, the free quiz that I've got. I mean, and we can put it on the show notes for you. And that then, it gives you a chance to go, what do I actually need to focus on? Is it the design? Is it the mindset? Or is it the strategy? Or is it a combination? And that will then give you a real first focus in terms of what do I actually need to do? So if it is, for example, the design, if you're overwhelmed, ask yourself, well, you know, right, am I really clear about what success would look like? by the end of this week or the end of this month. I personally love working on 90-day goals because it fits with my personality and it stops me from being overwhelmed. So again, it allowed, that goes back to the design and also part of the strategy to go, right, okay, what's my focus? So if there's anything else that comes in that makes me go, oh, that's a nice shiny object or I should be doing that, it stops me from getting overwhelmed because I go, does that fit in with what my goals are in the next 90 days? If it's not, then I go, perfect, park that I mean but if it does then I can go right okay how does that help me to accelerate what I'm looking to kind of make happen as well so it's about taking back control Sigrun and that's kind of like the, the the first part where you get to decide if it's mindset kind of related if it's think about what you're saying to yourself okay if you're saying things like oh I can't do it you know they're better than me for example that could really cause a lot of overwhelm and it can stop you from taking any action or it can make you get into that loop of, I need to constantly learn. So think about it, you know, do you have many clients where they come to you and say, oh, I need to go do that course, or I need to do this, or, you know, all these things before I can actually take action? That for me... <laughs> oh, I see it. I see them signing up for programs again and again. And I said, well, you probably have learned everything you need to learn. It's time to take action and stop learning. Actually take a break. Yeah. 
Definitely. And then it gives you a chance to then go, but how are you channeling that energy in the right way? And obviously I'd recommend it. I'm biased, but I honestly think every single business owner in the world should know what their superpower is. Okay. So I really wish that I knew what my wealth dynamics profile is, even when I started my business, because it would have helped me make so many different decisions. And it's a whole huge part of what I do. But even if you, you know, choose to do it or don't do it, actually ask yourself, right, when have you done the best work for you? Okay. And what were you doing? You know, was it through conversations and talking to people? Because that might mean that you're more like a supporter profile. There's eight different entrepreneurs. Okay. So there's a star, there's a creator, there's a mechanic, there's a lord, there's an accumulator, there's a trader, there's a deal maker and a supporter, right? And all of those different personalities and superpowers will actually all, even if you're looking to grow your business, could do it in very different ways. So actually ask yourself, you know, where have you got the best results? Even if that's in previous careers or kind of, you know, your, your jobs or previous businesses. And then it'll give you a good, you know, indicator in terms of how much of that are you actually doing just now? And then you can then start to go, well, do you know something that worked well for me, you know, in terms of, you know, was it kind of doing joint ventures or collaborating with other people? Was it when I actually got out onto a stage with people and I got to really share my message, things just started to happen in that way? Then you can go, how much am I doing of that just now? Or where can I kind of dial that up? Because that can often stop us from being overwhelmed in that way as well. Yeah, and there might be things that you have not been able to do maybe more in a social setting. I know I, I love to host dinners and I was a social rep at London Business School when I did my executive MBA. I would have a wine tasting event with 50 attendees and, and I would love organizing things, getting everyone to sign up, make sure everyone signs up, getting them at all to pay. And, you know, then they show up and I'm the host. And, and then I would, you know, make sure there are pictures taken. I would even take them myself. We kind of had our own Facebook before Facebook existed. So when you say this, and I did just did the profile before, uh, my results were star. And I was like, okay, <laughs> that fits very much with, I, I want to have a big impact in the world and spread the message. And I've stopped doing one-on-one, obviously, because that's not scalable for a star. And I was thinking when you said you've been doing something in the past, I was like, well, I probably never had a job or anything in my life until maybe being a social rep at London Business School where I could shine enough in this superpower, so to speak. Yeah, absolutely. And that's why sometimes it's not always just about, like, say you use the star profile, for example. Sometimes it's not about, you know, you know who you are and shining the light on you. But actually, you know, a lot of stars, especially from previous kind of careers or businesses, they think about actually, you know, I was the kind of the, the champion of, you know, I would point to something and that would be the thing that I would get people to kind of, you know, who might have been a bit on the fence or not really bought into it. Actually, they really got bought into it after I was able to put energy behind it. That's an example of a star. I mean, so Oprah Winfrey, for example, is a star and it's not always about her, but whatever she points her attention to, what happens? People look, people connect in that way. So that's kind of one of the things that sometimes people say, oh, I'm a star profile is all about me. And it's definitely not. But you want to kind of make sure that if you, you know, you, I know you've got a strong impact, a strong vision of what you want to make happen, then you definitely, and I've seen you actually use that, you know, through your social media, for example, using your superpower in a way that actually would make things easier. But the reason why I want to say that is because some of your listeners, and I get this all of the time, Sigrun, where you go to conferences, okay? And typically, if you're at a conference and the speaker's on the stage, what personality types do you think they would have? 
I think they're all kinds of personality types because they're not all wanting to stand on stage, but they do it for their message, I think. Exactly, exactly, right? And that's the thing, you know, you know, some people could be star profiles, okay? Like for me, I'm a trader profile. So I'm actually kind of one of the complete opposites as a star profile. But there are times when I still actually go and stand on a stage, I do speaker sessions, but the purpose is really important there. For me, it's more about, okay, how do I use that as an opportunity to connect with other people? But generally, you know, people that feel really natural, that are always speaking all the time, for example, like, you know, I know you've had a number of common friends on your podcast, you know, like like Natalie Sisson, for example, Matthew Kimberlage, I mean, Janet Murray, Chris Ducker, they are all star profiles. But if you've got people that are the opposite profiles, even listening to your podcast, etc., sometimes that could be overwhelming because it's like, a, I don't want to do that or that would feel really hard work. And all I want to say here is, you don't always have to do that. Does that make sense? Because actually, there's different strategies that can still get you out there that can still actually get you to connect in the right way as well. So you always want to watch out for who are you role modeling? Because often, like for example, I know someone like, you know, that's like me, that's a trader profile and they kept role modeling Richard Branson who's a trader profile. But they're the complete opposite. So yes, we can still learn a lot from other people, but as long as you take that next step and go, okay, that would work really well for a creator, but how would that actually work well for my kind of personality? So therefore you can kind of translate it to fit with you instead of getting overwhelmed as well. So it's really important where we kind of just look at where are the opportunities and what have we been doing and what's been working and not working for us as well. Perfect. We'll send everyone over to taking your quiz so they can figure out if they have feelings of overwhelm. And thank you for sharing with us these steps and also the different profiles. I guess you've made a lot of people curious to figure out what their profile is. So any last advice for people who want to step out and maybe live more in their superpower? Absolutely. First of all, take action to identify your superpower um, is my key thing. And then give yourself permission to go, it's actually okay to do things that feel natural and easy because actually that's what life's all about. And far too many people try and go the hard road or think it has to be harder, but actually it doesn't. So absolute pleasure. I'm sure you could tell I could talk about this topic for hours and hours. There's so much around it. Um, but if you've just got that spark of going, actually I am feeling overwhelmed, that's one of the biggest suggestions in terms of you might not be using your superpower. Thank you so much for being on the show, Osman. It's been a pleasure. I hope we connect very soon again. Definitely. In real life, I'm sure I'll see you and we can connect as well over line as well. <laughs> Want to know the secret behind my multi-million dollar lifestyle business? Go to secret.com forward slash 170 to find out more. There you also find the show notes of this episode and links to Osman Sharif. Thank you for listening to The Sigrun Show. Did you enjoy this episode? If you did, please share, subscribe, and give the show a review on iTunes. See you in the next episode.